Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening as we broadcast around the world on the Fringe FM and the Fringe FM app, as well as our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our full show archive with all of our broadcasts after they air. If you subscribe to the archive, you can get access to all of those shows, plus the montage archive and all of my books in digital form. One-year subscribers get a free copy of one of the books in physical form, and I can autograph it if you'd like. And we do ship around the world. It's free shipping in the U.S. It's a free copy of one of those books when you subscribe for one year. You can check it out on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. We're also doing something new on the website. If you are a subscriber, you get access to all the archives going back to the early days of The Secret Teachings, back to 2014, 2013. But I've literally just put up a new archive, the 27th of December, tonight, Monday, that has a number of ads in it through a Spreaker archive page. And uh, hopefully we can generate some revenue through that. doesn't cost you anything. You just have to listen to some of those advertisements. But you can get into the archive that way and listen to all of our shows from last week and the week before and so on and so forth. So that is on the website. And it specifies at the top of the page the main archive that has the advertisements in it and then the other archive with no ads or members of the website, which has all of the archives going back years and years and years. And when you subscribe, that is what keeps us on air. That is what allows us to do this show, as well as when you buy a copy of one of my books. Again, it's all on the website, thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us tonight, r-d-g-a-b-l-e, r-d-gable at yahoo.com. And the phone number... That's the phone number, phone number, phone number. Get something to write it down with, 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. That is the phone number for the Skype. And we are live this Monday, December 27th, our first show back since Christmas. I had a good Christmas. I hope that you had a good Christmas, sincerely. A happy Christmas, a jolly Christmas. Christmas, a triumphant Christmas. Maybe you got to spend time with your family. Maybe that was the gift you wanted, or maybe you got to open a package of some material item you you really wanted. I know I got some some great gifts from my fiance. I got a pair of Arizona socks. Kind of cheesy, but I'm a cheesy guy. I really like the state of Arizona. And uh really like the Wild West. Like that I can defend myself out here. I like the warm temperatures, although it's really cold tonight. So I'm kind of rocking an FDR look here in the studio. I've got the blanket over my legs, got a heating pad on the floor. It's about as cold as it gets here in the desert during the winter time. We are in the raw days, the 12 days of Christmas after Christmas, the raw nights or the smudgy nights. So it's very cold, very dark, very ominous. 
Kind of like the theme of tonight's show. We'll get to that here in a little bit as well. But I got some really great gifts. I got uh, the the socks, and uh, which I need those right now. And uh, I got my first set of ruins. Never had a set of ruins. Always wanted to make a set. But I got a set of ruins. And it comes in this little collectible box. So that was really cool. And then I got this uh, giant encyclopedia of witchcraft. And then I actually went to the bookstore today. And I was looking around the store and I found an encyclopedia of divinatory practices. And I thought, well, I know a lot of those, but it would be good to have that as a reference guide. And I want to tell you guys something really interesting. And I think this relates to some of the stuff that Joe was talking about on Light in the Void tonight. I'm in this bookstore today in Tucson and I'm looking around at the, I guess you could call it the occult section, the esoteric section. I'm just kind of browsing, you know looking at what they have. Uh, And I started to get this book on symbols. And I looked at the book and I thought, okay, you know what? I don't really need this, but I'm going to get it. It's like seven, eight dollars, something like that. And so I go, I take the book and I start kind of reading the first page, you know, to get an idea of what it's about. And I'm walking through the store trying to convince myself, you know, I don't need another book. I don't need to buy this book. And I was looking for, uh, for hope. And she was apparently in the record section, but I walked around this store. They've got video games, records, it's used uh, music equipment, books, all kinds of stuff. And I swear to God, I walked around this store like four times and I could not find her in the store at all. And so I thought, okay, well, I can't find her. Maybe she went next door to this other bookstore. I'm just going to go back to the occult section and I'm going to glance through the books some more. So when I did that, she comes back and says, hey, I was over in the records. And I said, no way. I walked past the records section like four times. You weren't over in the records. She's like, well, maybe maybe I'm just blending in or something. We just kind of chuckled about it. And I pulled out a book because she said, what are you looking at? And I said, well, I got this book on symbols. And then she, she said, uh, well, what's the other book you got there? And I said, it's called Esoteric Healing by Alice Bailey. And uh, she said, well, that looks really good. That looks interesting. And, and as soon as she said that, it just kind of clicked with me. Like there was something spiritually that said that you need to buy that book. And I had the money to buy both books, but I decided, you know what? There's something spiritually telling me to put this symbol book back and buy this esoteric healing book and then buy this encyclopedia of divinatory practices. And I tell you that story because I swear to God, I walked around the store four times and I could not find her anywhere. And it was because of that that I walked back to the occult section and I ended up getting a book that I'm pretty sure I was meant to purchase. And uh, it's not necessarily a rare book, but it's kind of hard to find a good copy online. It's not expensive. So I, uh, I got a bargain today. And I think that there was something about that book that was important. Plus, I just got another book on magnetic and electrical, uh, bioelectrical healing. And that was the last book I bought. Actually, I bought that uh, I bought that on Sunday. I've been I've been buying a lot of books, but I've been I've been trading in a lot of books, you know, as well. I'm trying to kind of exchange large books for small books, but then I got that encyclopedia for Christmas, so it was it's just a massive book and I I kind of let myself go. And then I, then I got the divinatory encyclopedia and then I went ahead and bought the Graham Hancock collection. I've got the fingerprints of the gods autographed uh, one of the times I, I was hanging out with Graham Hancock and I I was like, you know what? I'm just buying the whole collection. I got uh, the Supernatural book. I got under uh, Underworld, I think it's called, the, the underwater one. And I got the Mars book he wrote. So I, I, I'm just overwhelmed with books again. But 
the point is there, there was something that drew me back to that section and drew me back to that Alice Bailey book. And it just pulled me to it. And my consciousness wasn't really in control. My, my, my unconscious, my subconscious was saying, that's the book. You need to buy that book. And whether you read it now or you read it in a year from now, you need to possess that book now. Not out of some like material obsession, but out of some kind of spiritual necessity. And that's how I felt. That's, that's what really just coursed through my, my body and my veins. And we were just talking in the chat room about the conscious and the subconscious. And uh, I was thinking, you know, this show to me is a completely subconscious show. Virtually everything I do here is subconscious. And it doesn't scare my subconscious what you perceive me to consciously be talking about. It perceives my conscious mind as per what I am subconsciously talking about, if that makes sense. I mean, I feel that this show is subconscious because I rely on that energy to tell me what I should and shouldn't do. Of course, you have to be careful about that kind of thing nowadays because the technology exists to literally speak to your mind through electrical devices, uh, whether that's through new types of smart speakers and voice to skull or it's some kind of transmitting equipment. I mean, you could get yourself in trouble if you rely too much on that and think it's the spirit when it's actually some kind of technology. What are the chances of that? Probably pretty slim, but nonetheless possible at the very least. So I had a good Christmas. I enjoyed my, my gifts. I enjoyed the, the Yule Festival. Finally got a day off and Really enjoyed Arizona. I got a little bit of anxiety though over the weekend because I had to get my car registration and a new license. And I thought, oh my God, it's the DMV, right? There's no way this is going to be easy. It was super simple though. I was in there for like five minutes. I swear to God, MVD, Arizona, five minutes. The emissions test was like three minutes. I swear I put maybe 15 minutes of effort into getting my car inspected, registered, and a new ID. And it was extremely cheap. So I don't know what they're doing here in Arizona, but it's really working for the vehicle motor department. Uh, but I tell you that because, you know, Arizona's been working out really well for me. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. Everything, even though the cold weather's here, I'm trying to enjoy that too because it's going to get hot at some point. And one of the things that I'm really enjoying is I came across a new law in Arizona, House Bill 2770, I'm kind of a nerd. I keep up with this stuff. It's pretty simple. This is the entire law. Notwithstanding any other law, a business in this state is not required to enforce on its premises a mask mandate that is established by this state, a city, town, or county, or any other jurisdiction of this state. You know, the city of Tucson just reinstated a mask mandate, but they said they can't enforce it because, well, it's against the law in the state of Arizona. So I enjoyed that. That was a little piece of information that I found interesting. It's actually not a new piece of information. It's been a law for a couple of weeks now, but that was a nice Christmas present to get. Also, I got some other stuff that was, uh, was something that bugged me and bothered me and kind of ate away at the unconscious and the subconscious. And it said, you need to do a show on this. And that's how I plan all my shows. I've got a whiteboard. I write down ideas. And what I found for tonight's show, and I thought this last week with the show on Metatron and the Metaverse, 
but I'm going to say it again. What I have for tonight's show is like the apex. It's, it's it. I, I don't know what it means. And maybe you can help me figure this out, but this is, this is the apex. This is, this is something really big and something really important. Something really, really big and something really important. I have to share it with you. Before we can get there, though, we have to climb the ladder. We can't just start in the conspiracy. We can't just start in the esoteric or in the occult. We have to start building ourselves up. So let's start with this. According to the Washington Post, on Christmas Day, a coronavirus outbreak aboard the USS Milwaukee forced the entire crew and the entire ship to remain in port. The entire crew was 100% immunized. Some of the people who tested positive for the virus displayed mild symptoms, according to officials. Officials have not determined whether the highly transmissible Omicron variant, which has demonstrated an ability to evade coronavirus vaccines, how does it evade your body's immunological response? As if, like, the vaccine puts something there, and then the Omicron sees it and just, like, takes an exit and goes around it or something, leading to a surge in breakthrough infections. According to this article, that is responsible for a 100% immunized crew of the USS Milwaukee to have an outbreak of COVID. Don't know how that's possible, but it doesn't really matter what I think because I am not science. Dr. Fauci is science. It's interesting because, you know, the first confirmed U.S. case of the Omicron variant was detected in California on December 1st. That person was fully vaccinated. I'm just giving you this information so you have a little bit of an understanding, a base, and a reference point to look this up and to proceed with the rest of the show tonight, which is going to go far beyond coronavirus. It's going to look at something that we could call transhumanism mixed with eugenics, mixed with Satanic breeding programs. You might know what those are. We're going to get into all that tonight. November 25th, 2021, the Botswanan government said that the preliminary report on the original four cases of COVID-19 variant Omicron, they were all fully vaccinated. According to Bloomberg, December 18th, there is a huge vaccine data gap. States have been over estimating the number of people who got the vaccine because it's all an estimate, it's all a statistic. And they've been saying more people got it than not to convince other people to get it. And that hasn't apparently worked because far less people than they thought had gotten it. December 10th, Reuters reported that most of the Omicron cases have hit, quote, the fully vaccinated. In fact, 34 of 43 cases as of December 10th 100% vaccinated. Some of them boosted, actually. Here is a little Christmas present for me, since I'm in Arizona now and not New York. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office in August filed charges against 15 people who were allegedly involved in a fake vaccination card conspiracy. See, those were people that were using a a federal uh, label, a federal logo, to commit fraud. And if you remove that logo, then they have nothing to prosecute you on. They might try to get you with computer tampering, which is a Class E felony. 
But generally speaking, uh, they've gone after groups that have conspired to make money and to deceive, you know, the government and businesses and things like that. But they've made it now a law in the state of New York. You can go to jail for up to a year. Criminal possession of a forged instrument, a forged instrument is a class A misdemeanor. One year in prison maximum in the state of New York. The governor, that lovely Kathy Hochul, who looks like a crypt keeper, said this is going to, quote, help us better understand the areas of improvement we need to make to our health care system so we can be more prepared down the road. Kathy Hochul really cares. Maybe they could do some other stuff with the health care system, like stop poisoning people. That would be a great start. Inform people about the benefits of the sun, although you can't get that in most of uh, upstate New York. It's just like darkness 350 days of the year. USA Today reports, as of December 22nd, the Supreme Court is going to hear arguments in challenges to the Biden vaccine or testing mandate on the 7th of January. So that is good news, I guess. We had a caller call in on Friday night's show before Christmas. And uh, actually, it was really early Christmas morning. We had a caller call in and ask me what I thought about this. And that was the initial subject for tonight's show. I was going to do a legal show and uh, a COVID show, just a little bit of a catch-up. And so I started to look at some of the things in the news, and I found that the Supreme Court is going to hear these legal challenges to the Biden vaccine mandate. And uh, a lot of people, obviously, are trying to enforce this at businesses. And I just talked to a guy today here in Arizona, and uh, we're in the city of Tucson. And the guy said, our business tells us to wear the mask because the mayor and the city council voted to make us wear them. And I said, but it's a law. You don't have to do that. He said, well, we just do what corporate tells us. I said, well, then you can opt out of it because it's a law. Well, we don't care what the law is. It's just like, okay, you don't care what the law is. We just want total lawlessness, I guess. Supreme Court is going to hear these arguments on the vaccine or testing mandate on January 7th, reported December 22nd. I thought maybe they'll have some kind of like staged insurrection at the Supreme Court building, and then we can delay that vote, or the Supreme Court will just say it's legal and allow it to proceed, and then they'll blame that on some kind of right-wing radio show host like myself, right? But the real thing that I want to talk to you about tonight doesn't have anything really to do with COVID-19, just some interesting parallels. It's a little bit different. I don't know if you guys have read my book, The Technological Elixir. I don't really promote it much. I'm not a good promoter of my own work, admittedly. But I, I went through and I made a... Uh, I made a chapter in this book relating to COVID-19, relating to everything from legalities to the basic science to the more complex science of everything from masks to vaccines. I also looked at the, the history of certain movements that were similar to what we're seeing today, both psychological, both social, both cultural, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I found some things that were, I thought, pretty terrifying, things that we've talked about on this show before, things that led us to discussing in detail the Hydra and the Spectre, and that took us to the Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Seattle Kraken, that big ritual arena, 
where you have to have your mask and you have to have your vaccines. You have to be fully vaccinated, which is a definition, a term that changes. And you go in and you cheer and you stand and sit and you drink your beer and eat your food and watch hockey. And every time that happens, you're just building this energy and you're directing it all toward the center ice where that Kraken is, where Leviathan is. And arguably, you work to release the Kraken, that symbol, that archetype, that energy, that force that's been conjured up by the stadium that I call the new normal, that climate pledge arena and what it represents, this uh, giant corporate sponsored faux green environmental arena that projects energy toward a mythological creature with its tentacles in every aspect of your daily life, trying to control you and tell you and coerce you into doing what it wants you to do. I mean that figuratively, of course, but there's a literal component to it as well. But here's something interesting. Here's an early Christmas present. Charles Lieber. Remember Charles Lieber? 62 years old. This guy worked at Harvard. He was arrested in January of 2020 and charged with making false statements to federal authorities. Charles Lieber was working with the communist government of China. He was part of the Thousand Talents program, which is just a group that recruits intellectual property and technology, just steals it. And he was paid by the Chinese government and the Wuhan University of Technology. That's the Wuhan Wuhan University of Technology to research nanotechnology. He developed something called mesh electronics. And I'm going to tell you about mesh electronics tonight. You do not want to miss this because it ties in with Jeffrey Epstein and a lot more. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. Food Philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy, while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The technological elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers, looking at smart tech, 
the Internet of Things, advanced robotics and quantum computers. The text takes us to the mark of the beast, magic, and the music industry, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, and of course, black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly standalone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge, covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form, and they are autographed, if you'd like, in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. I don't know if you guys remember, but years ago here on The Secret Teachings, long before we made it to the fringe, even before we were on L&M, we were on a radio network called Dark Matter. And night after night after night, we would talk about human trafficking. We would talk about child trafficking. We would talk about the Vatican. We'd talk about Buckingham Palace. We'd talk about major corporations, billionaires. We even talked about this guy named Jeffrey Epstein long before he didn't kill himself. And we were laughed at. We were mocked. A lot of you supported us, but we had the network on our back end all the time asking for proof, 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 proof. We want to see proof. I said, okay, but I'm just reading mainstream news articles. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm reading AP. I'm reading USA Today. I'm reading very mainstream news articles. And once I provided evidence for what I was saying, the network told me, well, still don't discuss it, don't talk about it, because it's, it's too much for the audience to handle. 
And it's not paranormal enough. We were told that a lot. It's not paranormal enough. You guys need to do another Bigfoot show. And I remember saying to Keith, I said, Keith, there are like 25 Bigfoot shows on this network a week. I don't think you need another Bigfoot show. This isn't the Bigfoot radio network, okay? This is the Dark Matter radio network. This is a paranormal radio station, right? I mean, far be it for me to tell Keith Rowland and Art Bell what they need to have on the radio station, but I was just always taken back by that. It's not paranormal enough. See, we were talking about not just human trafficking, child trafficking, and naming some big names who were involved according to witnesses, and we were talking about court cases and little people that you've never heard of before in Europe, in the United States, in Canada, involved in trafficking children, sometimes their own children, priests that were involved, bishops, cardinals, etc. And we would talk about the black mass component to this. Uh, Not necessarily a a literal black mass, but a, a figurative black mass. We would discuss purpose behind such a thing. Yeah, it's about making money, but it was about blackmailing politicians and blackmailing people that might become powerful or people that are being groomed to become powerful. Now, I won't sit here and tell you that six years ago I was an expert on that, and I won't sit here and tell you that tonight I'm an expert on that by any means whatsoever, by any definition whatsoever. But I will tell you that six years ago, I sat behind a microphone, and I told my audience about Jeffrey Epstein. And I told my audience about the human trafficking networks involving governments and corporations, involving big banks, involving the Vatican, involving churches in general, involving Buckingham Palace, involving people with household names. And it was too real for a lot of people to comprehend, to process, to deal with, and I get it. I have a son now. But that doesn't mean that I want to talk about this any less. In fact, it makes me want to talk about it more. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be talked about. But it's not just human trafficking. It's not just some people that are making money off of selling little kids or selling underage girls. or It's not just some rich people that want to have sex with like 18-year-olds where it's technically maybe consensual because they were bought a handbag or paid $10,000 and they called it a massage, right? It's not the Me Too movement where some girl gave some guy a blowjob and then they, they were in Pulp Fiction or something, right? This is different. This is far beyond that. that that's the sterilized, sanitized, whitewashed version that came out in mainstream media. And I feel that that is what a lot of powerful people would like the public to focus on. I think a lot of those powerful people would like the public to focus on the YouTube channels and the Twitter pages and the Reddit forums and the chat rooms where people spread unsubstantiated rumors, disinformation, misinformation. And I believe in some cases it's organized counterintelligence to intentionally disrupt true investigations into the subject. Now, we interviewed Nick Bryant, who wrote the Franklin cover-up book. And we've talked to, uh, I mean, we've talked to people from uh, Nick Bryant to David Icke. We've talked to people that uh, I could sit here and name names all day. The the stuff that, that we've been told 
And I don't think that we're in a position to learn anything in particular that's, you know, any more fascinating than you'll hear, you know, on Alex Jones or, uh, you know, on David Icke's video cast or any other radio show. But we've been at this a long time. And when I was told that this wasn't paranormal, that always got at me for the same reason that I was getting this feeling in the bookstore today to go back over to that esoteric, mystical, mythical section. And I ended up finding a book that I wouldn't have bought otherwise. And there was just an energy that said, buy it. Well, that same energy, I've always tapped into that. I've just, I've basically asked the universe, I want to learn. I have that Odinic passion to learn. I want to be wise for wisdom's sake and particularly to help myself and to help other peoples in a very altruistic manner. And that's what I've said to the universe, and that seems to be all that comes back to me. And in doing that, I knew that it was the right thing to talk about those things years ago, and that got me removed from a major radio network. And I knew it was the right thing to talk about, and it was always the right thing to do the right thing, which got me removed from another radio network. Here on the fringe, I can do those things and there's never been any amount of censorship. There's only been encouragement to continue to expose such things. And now I don't have to work as hard to expose them because while the Ghislaine Maxwell trial has been underway for a handful of days, a couple of weeks now, there have been other things that have made the headlines, but don't get a lot of attention. For example, former Harvard professor, and this isn't about human trafficking, but boy, oh boy, does it connect to it. Former Harvard professor found guilty of hiding ties to China. Now, was this guy hiding his connection to the communist government of China and working at Harvard University? Yes, he was. Of course, people who seem to like intellectual theft and like technological theft and like seeing the United States of America bled dry to a foreign, hostile, murdering, psychopathic power, call this racist that there is a China initiative run by the U.S. Department of Justice launched in 2018, which searches for people that have those connections to the Chinese government. And uh, I think that's a good initiative. But The point is, Charles Lieber, who worked at Harvard University as a professor, was arrested for a number of reasons. He's been indicted on uh, on various charges, uh, different things uh, relating to taxes, uh, lying to federal authorities. That's what he was originally arrested on. He was paid, allegedly, he was paid thousands of dollars a month, up to $50,000 a month, and $158,000 a year in living expenses by the Chinese Thousand Talents Program and, get this, the Wuhan University of Technology. He was also awarded $1.5 million to establish a nanotechnology research lab at the Wuhan University of Technology. And in exchange... Prosecutors have argued that Lieber agreed to publish articles, organize international conferences, and apply for patents on behalf of the Chinese university. Lieber is also 
being accused of making false statements about his connections to China on National Institutes of Health grant applications. That is your Dr. Fauci, Dr. Strange Glove Institute or Institutes. That's a big story. And if you look at what Charles Lieber was researching and what he was developing, I mean, this reads like something out of the X-Files, folks. And although there's nobody anywhere that I've seen making this connection, I'm going to make a connection between Charles Lieber, Jeffrey Epstein, and a fashion mogul named Peter Niger. These are just a couple of names. I mean, there are so many more we could name. I want to make this connection for a couple of reasons. Let's look at some of the things that Charles Lieber was doing with his millions of dollars and his living expenses and all of the money that he was being paid every month, tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to research things like nanotechnology and something called mesh electronics. Uh, Mesh electronics are a form of electronics that can be injected through a syringe into the body, and they can be used to do things like hijack your eyeballs to give a live feed of what you see to those with access to that connection. Lieber and his communist colleagues were doing this on little rodents. Again, this is a former Harvard professor, and this was three days before Christmas, last week, December 22nd. It came out that he was found guilty of hiding ties to the Communist Party of China. Lieber's research on nanobioelectronics presents a very interesting potential. Studies published in 2018 by the former professor and other researchers discuss using nanobioelectronics to seamlessly integrate, quote, electronics within synthetic tissues and live animals, end quote, to integrate electronics within synthetic tissues and live animals. Also published in the American Chemical Society, the study Mesh Nanoelectronics, Seamless Integration of Electronics with Tissues, relates that Quote, we first described the design and realization of hybrid synthetic tissues, that's hybrid synthetic tissues, that are inter, are innervated in three dimensions, 3D, with mesh nanoelectronics, where the mesh serves as both a tissue scaffold and as a platform of addressable electronic devices for monitoring and manipulating tissue behavior. End quote. Now, apparently, this technology can be used for monitoring the, quote, injection of pharmacological agents, end quote, as well as, quote, simultaneous real-time monitoring and active control of tissue behavior, end quote. Other studies by Lieber and his communist colleagues include one to hijack the retina for visual information recording through mesh electronics, Another is titled Syringe Injectable Mesh Electronics for Stable Chronic Rodent Electrophysiology. That's a big mouthful, of course. The abstract of this study states that, quote, implantable brain electrophysiology uh, physiology probes are valuable tools in neuroscience due to their ability to record neural activity 
with spatiotemporal resolution from shallow and deep brain regions. End quote. Lieber's study on tissue-like brain probes really perks up attention, I think, titled Mesh Electronics, A New Paradigm for Tissue-Like Brain Probes, and these are all different studies you can look up. The research intends to, quote, bridge the gap between neural and electronic networks, end quote, by creating syringe-injectable implants that, quote, look and behave like neural tissue, end quote. According to the piece, this would allow for, quote, stable long-term mapping and modulation of brain activity at the single neuron level, end quote. In other words, Lieber's work cultivated technological applications to hijack the visual sense, map the brain, and control neuronal activity. On a similar note, remember what Santa Claus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum, said? He said that we need microchips and that we will implant them in our brains or in our skin to obtain a global health pass. Santa Claus also stated that, quote, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identity. That's quite a bit, isn't it? You really have to do some digging. You really have to do some reading if you want to figure all of this out and what all of this means. On the surface, it might mean very little. On the surface, it might just seem like I'm reading the names of studies and telling you what this researcher was investigating, what he was being paid to research by the Communist Party of China. Nanotechnology at the Wuhan University of Technology. Of course, the mainstream news has reported that this is simply a coincidence that he was originally arrested during the first few weeks of the so-called pandemic. In fact, just a few days before the two weeks to flatten the curve lie that we were told. Now, this is what Charles Lieber was doing. Charles Lieber wasn't, as far as we know, involved in anything relating to human trafficking or vaccine development. But that's not really the point. And for you, maybe if you think that is the point, let's set that point aside. And let's just keep this information on the back burner for a moment. Do you guys remember? I remember this very well. In fact, I remember this just as well as the 2017 ATIP program with that Louis Elizondo and the Black Budget program for the for the Pentagon researching UFOs, that big article in the New York Times. There was another big article that came out in 2019. In fact, it came out just a few months before the pandemic. Has nothing to do with uh, nanobiological electronics or mesh electronics or neuronal implants or ocular implants or anything like that. This was Jeffrey Epstein. I told you about Jeffrey Epstein six years ago. People like Alex Jones told you about Jeffrey Epstein like 10 years ago. Jeffrey Epstein was running blackmail operations, raping young girls, and they try to make the girls look like they're 15, 16 years old, when in reality we're talking about little children 
in a lot of cases. We're talking about thousands of them. God knows how many. But prosecutors can only prosecute so many at a time, even if it's a class action lawsuit, which in the case of the the fashion designer, uh, Peter uh, Niger, he's got like 100, it was like 125, 130-something women on a class action lawsuit against him for rape and uh, you know all kinds of other things, racketeering, things like that. Jeffrey Epstein, who didn't kill himself, this is the headline, hoped to seed human race with his DNA. Jeffrey Epstein hoped to seed human race with his DNA. Type that headline in exactly if you don't believe me. The article says Mr. Epstein's vision reflected his long-standing fascination with what has become known as transhumanism. So now it seems like what we put on the back burner and that of Charles Lieber seems to be connected to Jeffrey Epstein's obsession with transhumanism. You just thought it was a 16-year-old girl who looked like she was 21. She gave the guy a handy, and he gave her $10,000. She rubbed his ball sack, and he gave her $10,000. You know, Or Harvey Weinstein whacked it off on a fern plant, and he put some woman in a movie. That's what's admitted. That's what the media reports on. That's, that's the, 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 the common reporting of such a big story when really those are the side notes. I mean, those are laughable details and facts, as traumatic as they might be to the individuals who experience them. And let me also state, if you gave somebody a blowjob for a part in a movie, I don't feel sorry for you. You're not part of the Me Too movement. You're not part of any movement unless you just call yourself, you know, a sex worker, I guess. You performed an act for something in exchange, unless you were forced into doing it. I mean, a lot of those Weinstein women just walked out. Uh, I don't know if they're same women claiming Me Too, but see that whole Me Too movement. Remember how that just kind of sucked the energy out of the Epstein scandal until Epstein didn't kill himself, and then that was also just... That just disappeared, and the whole Claire Bronfman, Allison Mack, Nexium cult, that kind of disappeared too. And then Rainier, he gets sentenced, and they're like, it was all Keith Rainier. And it's like, really? Because I think Bronfman was funding it to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. She's an heiress. And Allison Mack was recruiting the women. Oprah was involved, who was also involved with John of God. I'm pretty sure women were actually running that whole operation. I mean, I believe women, right? So I, I think women were running that whole operation. Keith Raniere was just, you know, getting his knob shine, right? And the point is, it's a lot more than what the media has told you. And when shows like mine have told you this for years, and it's denied and laughed at, and then it's finally acknowledged, it's always the, 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 the tiniest slither. They just, you ever watched... That movie Goodfellas where they're making the, the, the pasta in the, in the prison and they got that little razor and they're just cutting off the thinnest slices of garlic. All right, well, that garlic is Peter Niger. That garlic is Jeffrey Epstein. That garlic is Charles Lieber. And they're just cutting off the tiniest little piece. They're like, blowjob for a movie. That'll get people pissed off. They're like, 
Now, Jeff Epstein, he wanted a girl to have sex with him, and she was 17 and a half, but it was really her fault. She pretended like she was 18 so she could get that Louis Vuitton handbag. Just cut that little slice off. They didn't tell you about the really young girls and the really young boys. They didn't tell you that Jeffrey Epstein and Peter Niger are pretty much vampires, folks. They didn't tell you that Jeffrey Epstein was running a eugenics operation at a compound in New Mexico. And that ain't my opinion. That's the New York Times reporting that. And once in a while where they do, they slice off a larger piece of that garlic. Oops. It just sits there. And it's like, nobody sees that? Nobody cares about that? That's a big story. Because Jeffrey Epstein used his power and used his money not just to to get a handy from some girl or a massage from some girl. As bad enough that is with the human trafficking. Jeffrey Epstein was using his money to recruit scientists and people, including Bill Gates, who frequented both his island and his compound, according to reports and according to photographs that you can find online. Real photographs, not edited Photoshop photographs, not deepfake, real photographs. He was recruiting scientists as part of a transhumanist eugenics operation to impregnate women to create a master race. That ain't my opinion. He cultivated relationships with business and political leaders using his money. He worked his way into the scientific community. He worked to gain the trust of and to pay, which is what most of these scientists were interested in, to pay people like Murray Gell Mann, who discovered the cork, theoretical physicist and best-selling author Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking was, was involved in this too. The paleontologist and evolutionary biologist Stephen Jay Gould, Oliver Sacks, the neurologist and best-selling author, George Church, a molecular engineer who worked to identify genes that could be altered to create super, uh, super or superior humans. Epstein was very interested in the work of George Church. And, of course, the MIT theoretical physicist Franz Vilzek, a Nobel laureate. There were a lot of other top scientists involved as well. The Harvard cognitive psychologist Steven Pinker said he was invited by colleagues, including Martin Nowak, a Harvard professor. Ah, Harvard is involved, just like Charles Lieber, of mathematics and biology, and the theoretical physicist Lawrence Krauss to a coffee get-together at which Mr. Epstein, according to the New York Times, would hold court. Another scientist cultivated by Mr. Epstein is Jaron Lanier, a prolific author who is a founder of virtual reality. And that Mr. Epstein's ideas did not amount to science and that they did not lend themselves to rigorous proof, according to Lanier. Some of these scientists got too close and said this guy is out of his effing mind. At one session at Harvard, Mr. Epstein criticized efforts to get this. This is this is the big the big piece of 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 whatever it is that you eat right here. Epstein criticized efforts to reduce starvation and provide health care to the poor because doing so increased the risk of overpopulation. Oh, so he was an exterminist 
eugenicist, transhumanist, anti-human psychopath. Mr. Epstein used his New Mexico ranch as a base where women would be inseminated. This is the New York Times speaking, ladies and gentlemen. This is the New York Times speaking. Used his New Mexico ranch as a base where women would be inseminated with his sperm and would give birth to his babies, according to two award-winning scientists and an advisor to large companies and wealthy individuals, all of whom Mr. Epstein told about it. His goal was to have 20 women at a time impregnated at his 33,000-square-foot Zorro Ranch with that big labyrinth in the back that we talked about on many, many occasions. He is the minotaur in the maze that the young Athenian men were fed to as a sacrifice, a human youthful sacrifice in the mythology. And these young people were brought to Epstein to feed that minotaur. We did so many shows on this. They're all in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. According to Mr. Lanier, the NASA scientist, said Mr. Epstein had based his idea for a baby ranch. That's what it was, a baby ranch, on the accounts of the repository for germinal choice. You guys remember what that was? It was to be stocked with the sperm of Nobel laureates who wanted to strengthen the human gene pool. Only one has acknowledged contributing to this, and it was supposed to have been discontinued in 1999. You ever seen that movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson? What do they have under the Rockefeller Plaza ice rink? Wouldn't want to be there when it melts. Mr. Epstein appears to have gained entry into the scientific community through... John Brockman, a literary agent whose best-selling science writers include Richard Dawkins. That is a piece of work there. Daniel Goldman and Jared Diamond. Mr. Brockman did not respond to any requests for comment. Of course, why would they respond to requests from comment? I'm sure this New York Times article is as whitewashed as possible anyway. In 2004, Mr. Brockman hosted a dinner at the Indian Summer Restaurant in Monterey, California. Seth Lloyd, the MIT physicist, was there, and also there were Google founders, Sergey Brin and Larry Page, as well as Jeff Bezos. Mm, They all got around Mr. Epstein, whose goal, whose intention was to impregnate women with his seed to create a uberman, to create a super race of beings with his genetics and funny enough this just came out a few days ago peter nygaard the fashion designer in canada he wanted his girlfriend multiple girlfriends to become pregnant in order to have an abortion so they could use the baby as part of a stem cell program that's on the surface it's much darker than that basically they wanted to use the newborn infant they wanted to use that tiny baby to reverse the aging process you talk about real life vampires there they are and this information is about as public as information can get nobody steers your attention to it though because it's a real party pooper But when you look at what Charles Lieber was doing, 
when you looked at what Jeffrey Epstein was doing and Peter Niger and what uh, people are still doing, this is a cult of anti-human, eugenicist, transhumanist, exterminists. And the COVID-19 vaccine is all part of that scam. And I'm going to tell you about that when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. There's more after this. Stay with us. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Thank you. 
I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine based on the RNA vaccine technology I created. Blood clots in some patients who were vaccinated for COVID-19. First is that a viral gene will be injected into your parents' cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine must be kept at about minus 94 degrees Fahrenheit. Keeping the vaccines at ultra-low temperatures. Well, the premise is quite simple. Um, take something designed by nature and reprogram it to make it work for the body rather than against it. You're talking about a virus? Indeed, yes, in this case, a um, virus which has been engineered at a genetic level to be helpful rather than harmful. This would not be the first time that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. Extracting alien tissue. Tests were done on unsuspecting human subjects. And elaborately staged abductions and craft using alien technology recovered from the down saucers. Human hybridization through gene editing and forced implantation of alien embryos. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. Welcome to the show this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you're listening around the world. This is the Fringe FM broadcasting on various platforms. Our full show archive is on the website at thesecretteachings.info. If you are a full subscriber to the show, you get access to all of the archive with no advertisements. That is a new thing. There's no advertisements. There's some show ads in there, but there's no advertisements like we have in the main free show archive. So if you're not a subscriber, you can still listen to the shows, but in order to generate some revenue, we have the shows posted with Spreaker, and we have ads plugged in there. They're not our ads. But you can go to the website and listen to the shows that way, or you can just subscribe and not listen to those advertisements. It's 50 bucks for a year, or it's $10 a month. And when you subscribe for a year, you get a physical copy of one of my books. If you're interested in that deal, you can go to the website, click on the subscribe button, or you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. We also have a Patreon page with behind-the-scenes content, and you can find my books on the website. Tonight, I would recommend grabbing a copy of The Technological Elixir. There is a very large 60 to 65, maybe 70-page chapter on some of the things we're discussing tonight. But it goes much deeper into this subject in the book. That is The Technological Elixir. Elixir at the secretteachings.info. That is the only where, uh, only place, only way that you can get the book where it is legitimate. Some people buy it and then they try to sell it for a bunch of money. I don't know if that's to discredit me or if they really think it's worth all that money, but you can get it on the website at its appropriate cost or you can just get the uh, digital copy 
if you want something a little simpler and not so big because it's a very large book. It's about 530 plus pages. It's a huge book. So that's the Technological Elixir at thesecretteachings.info. That's the Technological Elixir, Invoking AI, Transhumanism, and Black Goo at www.thesecretteachings.info. Former Harvard professor Charles Lieber has some very strong connections to the Communist Party of China and to the city of Wuhan. He worked with the Communist Party of China, didn't disclose that information on information and research conducted with the NIH, and didn't disclose bank accounts he had set up in China, and worked with the Wuhan Institute of, or the Wuhan University of Technology on nanotechnology. He worked on something called mesh electronics, new technologies to essentially alter brain activity on a single neuronal level to hijack the visual sense and to map and control the brain using synthetic neurons. Among other things, these mesh electronics can be injected via a syringe. On December 22nd, he was charged with some of the things that he was being prosecuted for. I mean, he had uh, everything from tax problems to working with a hostile foreign government and not disclosing that information. But he worked at Harvard. He was a former Harvard professor. And a lot of guys that worked at Harvard and MIT and a lot of top scientists, a lot of big names in genetics, they worked with Jeffrey Epstein, the notorious, infamous Jeffrey Epstein, you know, the guy who didn't kill himself, the guy who we were telling you about six years ago, right here on The Secret Teachings. And then I didn't have a full understanding of what all this was, a perspective on all of this. But we do know that Jeffrey Epstein was using his Zorro Ranch compound in New Mexico to impregnate women to give birth to his baby. And he wanted an ongoing processing system of women pregnant giving birth, women pregnant giving birth. He wanted a breeding program to create a super race. Now, what were they doing with those babies? Were they just being born? And then they were just sent away to an adoption agency? We could speculate. My speculation would be that they did some really bad stuff with those tiny little gifts. They cut them open. They drank their blood. They ground them up. God knows what they did. God knows what kind of dungeon-like scientific Joseph Mengele laboratory they have, uh, have, not just had, but have at that Zora Ranch and other compounds run by people like Jeffrey Epstein. That's what Epstein was doing. Then Peter Nygaard, who is a fashion mogul, Peter Nygaard was, as of about a week ago, was outed in a number of news articles, news publications, 
This isn't the first time this has happened. There was a book written on Nygaard that was reported back in May of 2020. But he was outed again as having wanted his girlfriend to become pregnant in order to have an abortion. This guy is ultra rich, very powerful, the same level as Jeffrey Epstein. He wanted his girlfriends to become pregnant so that they could have an abortion and he could use the baby as part of an anti-aging process that he had developed. And he went to his girlfriend and she told him, no, that's, that's nuts. You're crazy. He was also doing what Jeffrey Epstein was doing. His little home, just like Jeffrey Epstein had his little home and his little research facility, Nygaard had his research company on St. Kitts Island near his home in the Bahamas. The purpose was to provide fresh stem cells with a fetal miscarriage from a pregnant girlfriend so that he could use that for his anti-aging. Apparently, he said, if you become pregnant and have an abortion, we can use those embryonic cells to give us all, you, your mother, and me, a life supply. Vampires are real. It ain't just an episode of The X-Files. It's not just a meme. Nygaard also hosted something called Pumper Party, or Pumper Parties, You can kind of imagine what a pumper party might be. What would happen is uh, he'd hold these on his island resort, and he was said to choose different girls for sex and then force them to take drugs, and then he'd give them cash. Of course, once you accept the cash, you've essentially agreed post-facto to the rape. They'd fly in young girls from all over, to his house, he'd offer free dinners, massages, pedicures. Another thing he would do is when you would come in, he would take your picture. I just read that Hugh Hefner would do the same thing at the Playboy Mansion. Did you read that in the news? Hugh Hefner would take pictures of the women when they would come in for blackmail. So one of the girls would come in, and then uh, maybe she was new, and another girl would come in, top off, tits bouncing around, She'd get up on her shoulders, thumbs up, you know, hold her titties out, shake them, jiggle them. And then Hugh Hefner would, on a disposable camera, take pictures of the topless women. You know, maybe she spread her legs. I don't know what they were doing. I don't go to the Playboy Mansion. And then they would have the blackmail against the girl. And then she would be encouraged by the other girls who were under, you know, mind control and drugs and God knows what else to uh, have sex with Hugh Hefner in these big orgies. And even while they were doing that, he would be taking pictures, but it wasn't because he wanted it for the Spank Bank, folks. It was because he wanted it for blackmail. Hugh Hefner wanted it for blackmail. It's the same thing that Peter Nygaard was doing. Once the party began, Nygaard would start taking pictures of the guests as they arrived. So these young girls would be coming in, promised God knows what. You finally made it. You're a model. Now take your panties off. So they would come in. He would take pictures of them. I'm not making this up. I'm not being vulgar. I'm actually being very restrained right now because this is a lot worse than I'm telling you. 
I'm not hiding anything. I just am trying to make this still somewhat family oriented. So, and somewhat decent. I, I still believe in some level of decency, but the reality is you can kind of get what I'm implying here. So they'd come in, he'd take pictures of them, and then he'd compare them like like cattle. All right, she's got, you know, uh, B talent. Uh, she's got A talent. Put her in the suite. Ah, she's like a D. Eh, I don't know. Maybe she, she can go sit by the pool or something. Give her a drink. When we're done with the A's and the B's, we'll come down and get her. I mean, I... That's just the sexual aspect of it. That's just the predatory aspect of it. I mean, what they were doing with these girls, uh, Nygaard and uh, people like Jeffrey Epstein, this is the, the very fine needle point of a much larger apparatus a much larger system. When you hear about Epstein wanting to impregnate 20 women at a time to create a a cyclical birthing, breeding program to breed a race of genetically superior humans, and he's recruiting top scientists and people like Bill Gates to do it, there's pictures, there's testimony, There's people that were freaked out. There's people that didn't want to do it, but because of the money, they participated. And then you've got people people like Peter Nygaard. Uh, A lot of this is coming out around the time here of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. We're actually going to be having uh, Kristen Harris on the show this Wednesday. He's been at the trial, and we're going to talk to him about that trial and what he was seeing, what he was experiencing what he documented, what he investigated. Nygaard was farming these girls, and then he wanted these girls, some of them, those that were his girlfriends, his one girlfriend in particular, but we can imagine that he did this with many women because this was the policy of Epstein. He wanted the girl to, just imagine this, he wanted the girl to get pregnant with his baby, and then he wanted to abort the baby and use the fetus to reverse his aging process. I mean, you saw this at Stanford University. You can take the blood of a young mouse, put it into an old mouse, and it rejuvenates the cells and the organs. So there's a literal element to drinking human blood, at least theoretically, and reversing the aging process, or at least uh, rejuvenating the skin and the organs and the cells. And this guy wanted to not only do it with children, he wanted to do it with his own kids. I mean, this this guy is a real-life, literal, Saturn character archetype who really, literally, not figuratively, wanted to eat his own kids. And God knows how many... He did eat. I mean, uh, we're talking about liquefying the child, pretty much. And it's like, no, Ryan, that's too much. It was too much five, six years ago when you talked about it, and people told you you were crazy. It's too much right now. 
I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know if you want me to sit here and tell you about retrograde mercury. That's why you forgot to pay your phone bill this month. I don't know if people want me to sit here and tell you, you know, every detail about what I did on Christmas. Uh, I mean, I did that at the beginning of the show. I'd like to be personable and tell you what I did in my life and what makes me, you know, come up with the show topics. I don't know if you want me to sit here and talk about NASCAR like Jimmy Church used to do before he realized he could make more money ripping people off with UFO stories. I don't know if you want me to sit here and make up stories like all these, uh, you know, Dave Wilcott guys. Okay, I can make up stories about whistleblowers. And I could tell you that if you pay us a bunch of money, we're going to stop uh, little kids from getting raped. Or I could just tell you what comes out in court. I could tell you what the witnesses say. I could tell you what mainstream news says. I can tell you things that, that are real. And then we can infer from that and other things like the Hugh Hefner story, completely unrelated to Epstein, completely unrelated to Nygaard, but at the same time, intimately linked. And they're doing the same thing. The blackmail photos, the blackmail for control, whether it's for sex or whether it's for drugs or whether it's for information. It's the Kathy O'Brien story. Kathy O'Brien, it was politicians. And with Epstein, it's politicians and media people and people in fashion. With Nygaard, who is in the fashion industry, it's girls. He was just plowing his way through these young women. And I'm just, that's vulgar. Well, I mean, that's, that's the nicest way I can say it. That's the nicest way. I mean, what would you like me to say? He, they, they forced young women to come to the island, just like Epstein. Uh, they raped them. They tortured them. They abused them. I mean, Epstein... This piece of trash, they had a dental chair. Do you see the dental chair in the pictures when this came out a couple of years ago? The dental chair where God knows what they did. I mean, that is like something from Saul. And that's just in the house. That's not even in the dungeon. That ain't even in the, the part of the house that they ain't going to show you. That ain't, that's not like where the bushes go hang out. That's just in the house. There's the picture with Bill, uh, Bill Clinton in his blue dress and his red heels. Remember that? That was in Epstein's compound, too, because the Clintons were totally compromised. And it's like, I, I don't really care one way or another if Trump was compromised, but uh, the point is, uh, they're, all, they're all, all of those people that were involved, if they didn't do something, if they didn't alert authorities, but then again, you can't really alert authorities, really, can you? Because in the Bahamas... There are cases of, of girls escaping from Nygaard's compound, and the police bring them back to the compound. They were working with Nygaard because, see, ultimately what Nygaard and Epstein, and who knows, maybe even Hugh Hefter, maybe he's trying to create a, a super race of beans that were smoking jackets, these people are working for black budget programs, and I don't know if they are experimenting with alien DNA, but they surely ain't human by any definition of the word that I know or identify with. These people are monsters on a level that is incomprehensible to the average decent human being. That's the bottom line. They are anti-human they are transhumanist. And when I say anti-human, it's like Jeffrey Epstein who commented and said that solving hunger and better health care, these are bad things because it lets people live longer and thrive 
and build something better. And that's not good for overpopulation. We want to reduce the population while simultaneously raping or artificially inseminating girls with my seed so I can create a race of supermen. Is that just what you do when you have $100 billion? You just, let's get, how many women want to have my baby? And just line them up, get them pregnant, and then you abort the babies, drink their blood, and you start over again. I mean, that is stuff that you used to read in David Icke's books, right? I mean, I, I read that in The Biggest Secret, some of the rituals that people described having experienced women that would have the baby aborted, and then the woman would be, like, raped while the baby would have its throat slit over top of her while she's being raped in some kind of satanic orgy. Well, apparently that's what's going on, except it's a little bit more mechanical and technologically based because these people are anti-human, transhumanist, eugenicist, exterminists. They don't like you. They want more of themselves to proliferate, to enjoy all the spoils of war against the human race, to, to enjoy all the resources, all the wealth. And, and the few people they let live and survive in this scenario are, are the girls that get to breed for them biologically. They get to breed more babies for the human sacrifice. Because what do you think Nygaard was doing? They're, they're, they're sacrificing the babies for life. I mean, that is making a deal with the devil in a literal sense sacrificing the youth, killing the child on the altar of Satan, on the altar of Moloch. Not figuratively, folks, literally. Type it in. Look it up. Peter Nygaard, look it up. Jeffrey Epstein hoped to seed human race with his own DNA. I mean, these are, these are headlines, and they're sanitized, but they, they give you a little bit of an insight into what these guys are doing. Epstein was the Minotaur. Nygaard is just this vicious predator. It's not all people that have money. It's just people like this who they ain't working just, just by themselves. Let's put it that way. They ain't working just by themselves. They're working with corporations. They're working with pharmaceutical companies. They're working with the communist Chinese. They're working with corrupt elements of the U.S. government. I mean, the bottom line is the angel of death is flapping his ominous wings over humanity from vampires, eugenicists, and human trafficking carried out by people like Epstein and Nygaard to the increasing hysterics of adherence to the cult of scientism casting themselves deeper and deeper into a black abyss. And those conjuring this angel of suffering are practicing the blackest of magic and reciting their ceremonies from their Book of Shadows. Their Liber Umbrarum. How do you pronounce that in Latin? Liber Umbrarum. Their Book of Shadows. They're summoning the shadow, the Umbrarum. The shadowy power that requires releasing of the spirit and an adherence to the dark waters of Leviathan and Cthulhu. The requirement of the assassination, the destruction, the murdering, the sacrificing of the innocent, of the child. And in exchange, you receive everlasting life, except it's not everlasting life. And you realize that more and more as you get older, and you become more deranged and more sadistic in your attempt to acquire that which has slipped out of your fingertips, and you realize you made a deal with the devil, and your soul ain't going anywhere near 
the pearly gates. This is so important. I'm just going to skip this next break. I'll let you know, though, that you are listening to The Secret Teachings. I am your host, Ryan Gable. You can catch the show Monday through Friday right here on the Fringe FM, streaming on the Fringe FM app, fringe.fm or thefringe.fm. Our full show archive, it's at thesecretteachings.info. We changed it around just a little bit. If you are a subscriber, you get to continue to access all the shows, and I've put every archive now, going back uh, six years, seven years. Everything for subscribers is subscriber-based. So you're a subscriber, you get access to everything. There's no outside commercials, but there is an archive now, and when you access it for free with the shows, like tonight's show, there's advertisements that play. If you can make it through the advertisements to get back to the secret teachings, uh, that generates revenue for the show. And you don't have to do anything except uh, ignore that commercial break for a few minutes. Uh, what are they, like a minute long or something, 70 seconds long? Uh, and that generates revenue for the show. So that's a new thing that we have on the website. You don't have to sign up. You just have to download or stream the show and that uh, that benefits us as well through Spreaker. You'll see that at the top of the page at thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe to the show, though. Please, if you have the ability, subscribe. Grab a copy of one of the books and or donate. Your support is the only thing that keeps us on air Monday through Friday here on The Fringe. And also, we have a Saturday morning show for one hour over on Aftermath FM. Just kind of a recap of The Fringe FM week and what we talked about, some of the bigger topics. Tonight is one of the bigger topics I'm sure we'll discuss all week. The Jeffrey Epstein Superman Uberman program, the Peter Nygaard cult. It's a lot more than just some women being labeled uh, sexiest and then put into a room and then having Nygaard uh, rape them on drugs or whatever the case is. Uh, there, there's, just, there's something here that I have to share with you that... If you look at this out of context, it just seems completely insignificant. But on November 30th, the, Jer- uh, the Jerusalem Post, uh, they reported that COVID-19 can enter the placenta and cause stillbirth. I don't know if you guys heard that. I don't know if you guys heard that or read that. I don't know if you gals heard that or read that. But COVID-19 can enter the placenta and cause stillbirth. The New York Times reported two weeks later that Merck's, that's Merck, Merck's COVID pill might pose risks for pregnant women, birth defects, and genetic deformities. I thought, how is it that two years into this so-called pandemic and COVID-19 can suddenly enter the placenta and cause stillbirth? I thought, how is it that the COVID pill might pose risks for pregnant women, mutations and birth defects. Is that just to scare people into taking the vaccine? Or did uh, these people make a mistake when engineering this pill? More importantly, though, is COVID-19 now just killing babies? Or could there be something else responsible for that? And here's a hint. It ain't Jeffrey Epstein, it ain't Peter Nygaard, it ain't Charles Lieber, but it's the same people that they're working for 
and I don't necessarily mean Satan himself. In 1993, a paper from the World Health Organization came out documenting a meeting in Geneva, Switzerland on August 17th and 18th of 1992 and a detailed experimental vaccines tested for the regulation of human fertility. Look this up. Type in fertility regulating vaccines. It was a report of a meeting between women's health advocates and scientists to review the current status of the development of fertility regulating vaccines. This was back in the mid to early 1990s. The meeting was an association of UNDP, UNFPA, and the WHO, and the World Bank Special Program of Research, Development, and Research Training in Human Reproduction. Annex 2 of the document relates the following. The short paper is an attempt to present the rationale for fertility-regulating vaccines in context of their potential impact in the family planning arena and in terms of the feasibility of their development and production. Boom. Right there. The next time some Facebook social media sleuth makes a joke, makes you feel stupid, tries to criticize you, tries to back you into a corner. I'm not telling you this to attack people on social media. Just know you can get your hands on a physical copy of a WHO, that's the World Health Organization, meeting document from the 1990s where they're openly, publicly, brazenly, blatantly discussing creating vaccines to regulate fertility. Not to fight the flu, not to fight SARS-CoV-2, but to fight people having children. Interestingly enough, the paper says that applied research on FRVs, fertility-regulating vaccines, started more than 20 years ago. That would put this research back into the early 1970s. And that's actually around the same time that Shanna Swan, a leading scholar of reproductive health, believes that sperm counts started to drastically reduce. About 1973, precisely 20 years before this paper came out in 1993, 19 years before the meeting was held in 1992. Now, after mass COVID-19 vaccinations were distributed and injected, both single and multi-doses, and even before third shots were introduced, now they're four shots, I did a show called One Shot, Two Shot, Three Shot Floor. Now they're up to four shots. Now they've got booster, 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 booster. People began reporting that their bodies had become magnetic. Remember that? Although videos showing magnets sticking to the arm of the vaccinated may be equivalent to a parlor trick or other circumstances unrelated to vaccines, there certainly is something more than a specific special effect responsible for this bizarre occurrence. In 2019, Science Daily announced, as per the American Chemical Society, that, quote, engineered protein crystals make cells magnetic, end quote. The research was published in ACS's Nano Letters and explained how scientists were able to engineer genetically encoded protein crystals that can generate magnetic forces many times stronger than those already reported. This new research is called magnetogenetics and sounds as if it may explain magnets sticking to the body. What they basically do is they go into the cells and they insert thousands of iron atoms. And then they can utilize magnets 
to drag those cells through the body. I didn't say that. That was published in the American Chemical Society and Nano Letters. The scientists were able to create crystals containing 5 billion iron atoms with magnetic forces nine orders of magnitude more powerful than single ferritin cages. The study reported, quote, by introducing crystals that were preloaded with iron to living cells, the researchers could move the cells around with a magnet, end quote. And just for point of reference, that study came out in 2019, long before anybody started talking about magnets sticking to the body. I'm not saying that's what's in the vaccine. I'm saying that might be a reasonable, logical, well-informed, researched, intellectual reason, scientifically, engineeringly documented reason for why that's a possibility and perhaps a probability. This is an explanation for something that remains unexplained. Now, three years before this achievement was documented, U.S. researchers developed a method for directly controlling brain circuits associated with otherwise complex animal behaviors. This is what Charles Lieber was doing. He was just doing it with mesh electronics and hijacking neurons in the brain and trying to convince the brain that synthetic neurons were were organic neurons in order to control neuronal output so that they could switch it on and off. These scientists in the U.S. were able to control and alter these circuits in the brain by using genetic engineering to manufacture a magnetized protein or a magnetoprotein that activates certain nerve cell groups from a distance. One of these methods is called optogenetics, which allows for areas of neurons in the brain to be switched on or off with pulses of laser light. Another method is chemogenetics, which uses designer drugs to target engineered proteins and specific cell types. Remember what Charles Lieber was working on, injectable mesh electronics and things that can control the body when pharmacological drugs, vaccines as well, are injected into it. Research shows how nerve cell proteins can be activated by heat and how certain mechanical pressures can be engineered genetically to become sensitive to magnetic fields and radio waves all by attaching them to iron-storing protein ferritin. This method, developed in a laboratory at the University of Virginia, confirmed the use of magnetogenetics in controlling the brain. That's right. Confirmed the use of magnetogenetics in controlling the brain. That's right. And cells can be moved around with a magnet. That's right. Research shows that nerve cells, nerve cell proteins, can be activated by heat and certain mechanical pressures can be engineered genetically to become sensitive to magnetic fields and radio waves. Commenting on this research was Steve Ramirez of Harvard University who uses optogenetics to manipulate the memories of mice. He described this technology, something that seems awfully eerily relatable to mRNA COVID-19 jabs and perhaps certain bizarre side effects as such. He said, this system is a single elegant virus 
that can be injected anywhere in the brain, which makes it technically easier and less likely for moving bells and whistles to break down. They can just inject this virus right into the brain. Now, understanding such research requires putting together separate, seemingly independent technological developments. For example, DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, basically the Department of Defense, unveiled a sensor in late April 2021 that can detect chemical reactions in the body that are supposedly and loosely linked to COVID in the body. Retired Colonel Matt Hepburn, an Army infectious disease physician, showed the sensor on a CBS 60 Minutes piece. Holding up the vial, you can see a little tissue-like gel. This one is green, floating around inside of that container. Its stated purpose is to continuously test the patient's blood, but it was explicitly stated that it will not track your movements. It'll just test your blood. A few months before that announcement, the American Chemical Society published a news release in September of 2020 headlined, More Effective Vaccines with Injectable Hydrogel. Linked to a study entitled Injectable Hydrogels for Sustained Co-Delivery of Subunit Vaccines Enhanced Humoral Immunity, the report describes the following. The researchers developed a polymer nanoparticle hydrogel nanotechnology like Charles Lieber that could be mixed with vaccine components. It goes on and on and on and says, as a result, the mice injected with hydrogel produced more antibodies over a longer period of time than mice treated with a traditional vaccine. So it's the mRNA vaccine technology that they were developing around the same time that they were developing the COVID-19 vaccine officially and before that vaccine ever became needed because we didn't have SARS-CoV-2 as a, as a thing, right? But they were still working on that same technology before and they couldn't get it approved and then bam, it's on the market. Although it's not actually on the market because Comirnaty has yet to be you know, sold. They just have the old one and they call it the new one to get around the legal issues. Now, if the mice injected with hydrogel produce more antibodies over a longer period of time than mice treated with traditional vaccines, perhaps there is potential for hydrogel COVID vaccines. Theoretically, you'd think that. And of course, a few months later, and a few weeks before the 60 Minutes announcement, an article from BioRxiv was published A reprint was issued in April 2021 with the title Hydrogel-Based Slow Release of Receptor-Binding Domain Subunit Vaccine Elicits Neutralizing Antibody Responses Against SARS-CoV-2. So they admittedly utilized hydrogel in vaccine experiments for SARS-CoV-2. In Volume 31, Issue 30 of Advanced Materials, an engineering journal, published July 26, 2019, so this is before your pandemic, there's a curious report on something called trap bots. Thread-like radical polymerization via autonomously propelled trap bots. That's the headline, that's the title. An article describing the first study of real-time in-situ hydrogel polymerization via an artificial micro-swimmer capable of enmeshing bioabiotic micro-objects in its reaction environment. Ah, kind of sounds like mesh electronics, does it not? Kind of sounds what Charles Lieber was working on, does it not? Researchers say that this lays a strong foundation for advanced application in cell tissue engineering, as well as drug delivery, just like Charles Lieber was working on. Funny how that works. 
Although the language is very technical, it is very simplistic to extract an understanding of the microstructures that are able to entrap living cells and be easily separate via centrifugation or magnetic separation, magnetogenetics. Within the months between September 20th and April of 2021, research turned from a theoretical and general application of hydrogels and vaccines to the direct usage of the technology in COVID vaccines. Weeks later, the military announced their green tissue-like gel that constantly monitors chemical reactions in the body. It may be less than coincidence that a few months later, the Japanese government suspended millions of doses of Moderna's COVID vaccine after black and pink substances were spotted in syringes and vials from different lots. According to Japanese public broadcaster NHK, as we reported before and as cited by sources from the Health Ministry of Japan, Japanese government acknowledged that they found these substances in the vaccines and the vials. The NASDAQ reported on August 26th of 2021, the particle reacted to magnets and was therefore suspected to be a metal. Moderna responded by calling the substance particulate matter, claiming it did not pose a safety or efficiency issue. Of course, they didn't deny it was in there. They just said it doesn't cause an issue. And what was in there sounds like magnetic separation, It sounds like what was discussed in the journal Advanced Materials. It sounds like magnetoproteins a little bit. In either case, injecting hydrogels, trap bots, etc. into the body probably does not really pose a direct safety effect or safety issue. Of course, Moderna just skirts that issue and they just say, yeah, sure, that stuff's in there. Don't worry, though, that's safe. I mean, for those worried or not worried, the implication of mRNA technologies... Even Dr. Malone warning about them and saying they're dangerous. The use of graphene oxide, hydrogels, and nanotechnology. February 17, 2021, a study was published in Nano Letters. The headline in the journal read, NC2 transforming RNA nanovaccines for polyethylamine functionalized graphene oxide hydrogel for durable cancer immunotherapy. So hydrogel and nanotech for cancer therapy. Of course, Omicron... If you pronounce it Omicron, Ama means cancer. Omicron means cancer time. You mess with the RNA and the DNA, your cells don't know when to replicate, you get cancer. Of course, it's not a coincidence then that the article promises to be heralding in a new technology that can use mRNA vaccines to fix cancer. Trap bots can also realign cells in the body another method of curing cancer. So what do we find here in all of this research? And this is all research I put together myself. I found all this. It's in my book, The Technological Elixir. If you want to get a copy of it, just go to our website. That's the only place you can find it legitimately, thesecretteachings.info. You get a free copy when you subscribe for one year. Or you can buy a copy. We do ship internationally. You can buy a copy. It's free shipping on the website. Physical copies and digital copies. Your support keeps us on air. Please go to the website and grab a copy of this book. This is just like three pages from this 70-something page chapter. It just goes on. And the research I put in this book is just uh, energy-sucking, but it gives me so much energy because there's there's something powerful here that, that you need to learn about. The WHO, back in the 1990s, was discussing fertility-regulating vaccines. The technology, though, has far outpaced the ambitions of eugenicists, 
of technocrats, of Malthusian, authoritarian, control freaks, you name it. A way to make cells magnetic, a way to magnetize protein crystals in the brain, a way to move cells around when, when they're magnetic. This is all in the medical and the scientific and the engineering literature. The trap bots, the hydrogel for mRNA-type vaccines to make the body produce antibodies, and the artificial micro-swimmers that can emesh biotic, abiotic micro-objects in the reaction environment, allowing for cell tissue engineering and drug delivery. And then we can go back to what Charles Lieber was working on. Charles Lieber from Harvard was working on nanobioelectronics, not to mention his work with Robert Langer, one of his colleagues who is the co-founder of Moderna, who is now on the board of Moderna, and both of them co-authored a paper in the journal Nature. It was published, Nature Materials, Macroporous Nanowire Nanoelectronic Scaffolds for Synthetic Tissues. Our friend Joseph Lavelle sent that to us. You can look at that on Nature Materials. Again, Macroporous Nanowire uh, Nanowire Nanoelectronic Scaffolds for Synthetic Tissues. And all the other stuff Lieber was working on by himself with his commie colleagues. 2018 study from the former professor at Harvard discusses using nanobioelectronics to seamlessly integrate electronics within synthetic tissues and live animals. Published in the American Chemical Society as well, the study Mesh Nanoelectronics, Seamless Integration of Electronics with Tissues, relates using these nanoelectronics and mesh electronics to monitor and manipulate tissue behavior, just like the magnetic cells, magnetoproteins, etc. Other studies published by Lieber include one to hijack the retina for visual information recording, another study on tissue-like brain probes, mesh electronics, a new paradigm for tissue-like brain probes, integrates the electronic networks, and the neural networks of the brain with electronics that are synthetic, that are placed into the brain, creating syringe-injectable implants. So it would be done through injectable implants, uh, through syringes that look and behave like neural tissue. According to this particular study, this would allow for stable long-term mapping and modulation of brain activity at the single neuron level. In other words, Lieber's work cultivated technological applications to hijack the visual sense, map the brain, and control neuronal activity. So what does all that tell you? Just recap it again. What does all of that tell you? From the WHO in the 1990s, and that research admittedly going back to the early 70s, fertility-regulating vaccines, that's what it's called, fertility-regulating vaccines from the World Health Organization. Science Daily in 2019, the American Chemical Society The headline, Engineered Protein Crystals Make Cells Magnetic. The cells can be moved around with a magnet. In 2016, researchers in the U.S. developing a method called magnetoprotein or optogenetics or chemogenetics using light or using drugs to align cells in the brain and the body. Cell proteins can be activated with heat and light. It can be engineered genetically to become sensitive to magnetic fields to be moved around. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency comes out with this tissue-like gel that monitors the body. 
In 2020, a headline, American Chemical Society, more effective vaccines with injectable hydrogel. Of course, the mice in that study produced more antibodies over a longer period of time. Volume 31, Issue 30, Advanced Materials, 2019, artificial micro uh, micro swimmers capable of enmeshing bio and abiotic or biotic and abiotic micro objects in a reaction environment, cell tissue engineering and drug delivery. And this is the kind of stuff that Lieber was working on. It's also interesting because if you read what Dr. Kerry Madej said and what other doctors have said about the so-called vaccines, you'll know that there are little fibers in them, little shreds or fragments of metal, which is what the Japanese government confirmed. And I speculated, I thought, there are self-fueled bio or biomimetic liquid metal uh, robots now. Uh, That came out in 2015. The Chinese actually led the research into that. Little metallic balls that can uh, power themselves with aluminum. The liquid metal ball is mostly gallium, and that's something developed at Tsinghao University in Beijing, China. But you have to keep the liquid at a certain temperature. Just like in the Terminator, when the liquid metal man, remember that, the liquid metal dude? The liquid metal man uh, in T2, T1000 is frozen in liquid nitrogen. Arnold shoots him, blows into all these pieces. Then he gets hot, he heats up, and then he reassembles. Well, that's what's been seen under the microscope. So consider for a moment the temperatures of most of these COVID-19 vaccines for the mRNA tech. I find it just interesting, to say the least, that once you apply heat to them, once you inject them into the body, you apply the heat, self-assembly begins. Of course, in the X-Files, this is kind of the whole idea, taking alien DNA, creating a vaccine against the alien plague, using that to integrate humans into the alien species for the colonization program, that this DNA is being used, uh, these vaccines are being used to create something called branch DNA, which is like a biological uh, silicon microchip. It is a biological identification system inside the body. And when it's done with the body, with the DNA, the testing is finished, then it just leaves a poison in the body that kills the host, that kills the victim, those who were abducted, in the case of Agent Scully in the X-Files TV show. Another episode of the X-Files talks about the alien virus, which goes dormant at cold temperatures. And when you get this virus and you're exposed to it, your blood thickens. So the thickening of the blood, the inhibition of the virus by cold, I mean, these parallel COVID-19 vaccines as do the abnormal protein chains, which are the spike proteins, which are discussed in a, uh, episode 8, season 2, I believe it was, an episode called One Breath, where they're talking about the, the branch DNA that they call uh, abnormal protein chains. I mean, the idea that experimentation with vaccines and viruses may be a method to alter DNA and create a biological marker all fits the theoretical narrative today. It's the stuff that Charles Lieber 
was working on. It's the stuff that I read you in all of these engineering and scientific publications. It's the stuff, the same type of technological investigations into transhumanism and eugenics. That's what the World Health Organization said they wanted in the 90s. And going back to the 70s, fertility regulating vaccines. People like Jeffrey Epstein, who said in the New York Times, there's too many people. We don't need more population. We don't need health coverage. We don't need health care. We don't need people to be taken care of. We need people to die while I simultaneously impregnate 20 women and then use the babies in rituals to extend my life like Peter Nygar was doing, Jeffrey Epstein was doing. Same kind of tactics, blackmail, mafia, mob tactics being used by Hugh Hefner. Some new girl runs in, some other girl comes up, flashes her her vagina, flashes her tits, they get a picture, blackmail, politician, Comes to the party, gets a blowjob from a 10-year-old girl. We got your picture, Mr. Senator. You going to vote on this legislation or not? We can easily send this to your wife. We can easily send this to the authorities. I mean, these are the people that run the world. Blackmail operations, the human trafficking, the child trafficking, that's just the, the, the entry, uh, entry level, the introduction. I mean, we're talking about genetics, genetic engineering, eugenics, transhumanism. These people are exterminists. And they are using their money and their power to summon the shadow, to summon the darkness, to summon the angel of death, and to cultivate an environment that is ripe for Armageddon that is ripe for the eschaton. These people are vampires. These people are eugenicists. They are exterminists. And they want nothing but to suck the energy out of you, out of me, and out of their own children. And those people that are practicing this darkest of magic, reciting ceremonies from their Liber Um Brerum, are calling on the Anglis Mortis, the angel of death, to preside over their unholy ceremonies. And tonight on The Secret Teachings, I hope I've done my part and I hope that you learn something in exposing what these people are actually doing, providing you with a perspective that you will not get on most other radio shows. Please subscribe to the archive. Please buy a book. Check us out on Patreon. Check out our Pro One Water Filter affiliate on the website. We have another affiliate there as well called the Tuttle Twins, something good for young kids and teenagers, even young adults, even old adults. Really good historical and economical information you can get there in those books and courses www.thesecretteachings.info I am now trying also an advertising archive so you can get the shows they're just going to be filled with outside advertisements and we're hoping to make uh, a little bit of money on that doesn't cost you anything in fact you get free shows you just have to go through those advertisements it's on the website thesecretteachings.info Otherwise, members get no ads. They get the montages. They get the books. Check it all out. 
the free show of the week, Metatron's Cube. We've got Kristen Harris and Mary Ducina coming up this week. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Charlie Robinson next week, and we'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.